Welcome back, loyal listeners. Welcome, new listeners, to Runkle Recaps, How I Met Your Podcast. This is Season 4, Episode 24, The Leap, and it is the last episode of Season 4. I'm excited to get to Season 5. We did it! Yay, Season 4. That's Jen. Hello. Jen and I just spent a wonderful week together with the family and having Thanksgiving, and now we have a long countdown to the next Slapsgiving. <laughs> did you set up a timer? <laughs> No to Turkey Key this year. <laughs> it felt wrong. I t- tricked Jen this year. Oh, you're going to tell everyone what a terrible, terrible person you are. <laughs> um, it's not like you're a vegetarian and I tricked you into eating meat or anything. It's not like it's not like you're kosher and I tricked you I, into eating lobster and, and uh, scrambled <laughs> eggs. I'll let George. I, I have a comeback, but I will let you tell what happened first and then how you should have known that this was not acceptable. Okay. So my mom always made, in my opinion, one of the greatest stuffings of all time. And part of the secret was she was she would cook the turkey giblets, cut them up, and, and put them into the, the stuffing. And I always loved that. And when I met Jen and I started making us stuffing, I had mentioned that. And she said, oh, she hates turkey giblets. Giblets. Is it giblets or giblets? I have no idea. This is like I a get say- jet... I want to say giblets? Or gif-jif argument. But At I any rate. for sure. So I mentioned in past podcasts that every year, because we go to my brother's house for Thanksgiving, we want a huge amount of turkey leftover, so we make another turkey the following Sunday, and a smaller turkey, not you know one to feed a huge family, and then mashed potatoes and stuffing. And so I went ahead and fried up some giblets, giblets, and cut them up, you know, fairly small, but not microscopic, and put them into the stuffing. So after Jen was finished eating, I said, how'd you like the stuffing? She said, oh, it was great. I said, oh, well, interesting, because there was giblets in it. And she got really mad. And I almost puked on the spot. And the reason you should have known that this was not going to be something I was going to be okay with is because I saw them in the fridge, made a comment about not even wanting them in the fridge, it being gross that they were in the fridge, yet well, somehow you thought it was acceptable to put them in something I was going to eat. Well, they were all, like, bloody in the fridge. Like, they hadn't been cooked up yet. Point being, you know my distaste of them, and then you made me eat them anyway. Well, you know, how many times do we fool Tyler into eating things? I am not a child, <laughs> is the point that I was making. No, so I apologized. There's worse crimes, however, I guess I shouldn't have, and now she refuses to eat any of the leftovers, even though the pieces of it are big enough she could pull them out. No, because just seeing them is going to make me know that they were in there, and then they will be touching parts that I'm going to eat. I don't care. I don't want to eat them, and now you have ruined stuffing. You've ruined Thanksgiving forever. You have ruined the stuffing for me, and so now there's a giant Tupperware container that only you will have to beat. Nerds. So, everyone can write in and tell Steve what an awful, awful human he is. All right. So, I'll wait for to be strapped up on the cross for that. But in the meantime, what are your thoughts on the leap? It was okay. <laughs> I, There's no turkey giblets. I liked it more than the turkey giblets. <laughs> so, are you saying it wasn't the best or it wasn't the worst? It was not the best. Okay. <laughs> it was just... Very mediocre. I really liked the Barney Robin stuff. I thought that was really good. Yeah, that had its moments. The goat stuff I thought was bad. Yeah. Except for we did get a murder train. Right. In there. 
the Marshall Leap stuff. I could live without that. That whole storyline doesn't make a ton of sense to me. There's a few good lines in there, though, so I didn't... Yeah, there, not, there was a couple moments that were funny, but overall, like, I probably only laughed out loud maybe, like, two or three times the whole episode. Oh, and then there's one thing that um, Steve has made me learn to hate over the course of the last 12 years since this episode aired. So, this is going to be the <laughs> Don't oh, Steve yeah. It's going to be a second, podcast. even though we already looked at each other. What did that <laughs> A thing that used to be funny, but then got ran so far into the ground, it will never be funny again. <laughs> we'll circle back to that one. <laughs> we start off with the narrator bringing us back to where we left off. He was designing a hat building for a rib joint, and it's his 31st birthday. We're at um, the headquarters for Ribtown. We got the cowboys there. And they're just kind of reminding us what the Cowboys wanted. Yeah, it's basically just a flashback of something we've yeah. already seen. Of This is what Ted's working on. Then we're at McLaren's. Ted's going back and forth with the gang of how he doesn't want to do this, but he has to. Robin suggests that he takes the teaching job, and Ted makes a comment he doesn't want some crappy dead-end teaching job. No offense, Lily. Um, Lily points out that she got peed on three times today, so she's not going to argue with that. And Ted's going to go and work and put his head down and not see them for three days, according to him. We cut to the apartment. He talks about how for the next three days he worked hard. They have a little montage of him really trying to conceptualize this thing, but he couldn't. He's having a really tough time. Barney enters. He wants to chat with Ted and bring up the subject of Robin. And instead of... Just asking him straight out, Barney brings up this... <laughs> Barney tries to trick him into agreeing, essentially. Yeah, he says, you know, if we were suit shopping, and they happened upon a beautiful Canadian suit, double-breasted, <laughs> insert joke, uh, Ted tries it, puts it back, wasn't... Than, what's that? I think the Canadian part is funnier than the double-breasted part. Yeah, because <laughs> it makes it obvious. Right. Basically, if Ted didn't want that suit anymore, is it okay if Barney bought it? Ted says, go for it. Tell the suit how he feels. And then, (laughs) Barney, in dramatic fashion, remember that was your answer because the suit's robbing and then, like, explosions going off around his head. Like, he just blew Ted's mind with this revelation. Such an unexpected revelation. Which I feel like, was this this a risk on Barney's part? Like, didn't Ted actually, like, ended their friendship because Barney had slept with Robin before? I think so much time has passed now. Stella's, we've gone through the Stella stuff. And I don't know if Barney suspected it, but Ted stopped sleeping with Robin. Oh. Because when they became roommates, because you could tell Barney was really bothered by it. Okay. So there is a little bit of lead up to that. And Barney's like, right, right, you're blown away. Ted says, yeah, I'm with you, buddy. I. I get it. And, Bar- and Barney says, you are now, because I explained it to you. And the reason why we're going to pause here... deep sigh from Jen. Because after we saw How I Met Your Mother together many times <laughs> over, Barney uses this quite a bit. <laughs> I don't know if it's a lot, but it's at least like three or four times. Mm-hmm. And so I started doing this to Jen, because every once in a while I tell her something, she say, oh yeah, I know. I say, of course you do, because I just explained it to you. And I don't, you say that first it was funny, but no, I I remember you always being annoyed by me saying that. (laughs) Well, I feel like at first it was, well, this is like a thing we do. We say the lines from the show, but this one, 
This one just started crossing the line. <laughs> did you like it when Barney did it, or? I mean, I think it was... Because it's very condescending. Yeah, but I think it was funny in the context of it, you know. But after having heard it ad nauseum over the last decade, joke has more than <laughs> Yeah, sure. As Barney exits the scene, he's hugging Ted. And we're at the apartment. This is a flashback forward, I guess. Yeah, I guess it's a little bit later. Ted's now wearing a cowboy hat, trying to work on this building, which I thought was a funny touch. Marshall's trying to convince Ted to come up to the roof. It's his 31st birthday. Come on, let's have a beer. And Ted won't do it. The presentation's tomorrow. Suspects that and says out loud that, what, he's throwing me a surprise party. Marshall overacts the surprise party idea. You know, that's what we did for you last year. There's no way we'd do that two years in a row. And it's very obviously giving away that it's another one. Have you ever been the recipient of or thrown a surprise party? Nope. We went through this phase uh, when I was with my first wife. And a lot of it happened before we got married. But all of a sudden, every birthday had to be a surprise party of some sort. (laughs) So that it was never a surprise anymore. And so I had thrown that her a big exhausting. one, then, you know, she had thrown me one before that, and then to throw her off the scent the next year, I, oh boy. Threw another one? Two years in a row? You pulled a Marshall? It was, yes. <laughs> it was her birthday, so I said, we're going to go downtown, get a suite at a hotel, meet up with some friends for dinner, go to a play, I think it was like Grease or something, I'm not sure, or maybe Rent. Okay. And then... And then just go back to the hotel uh, or go out from there. And so we dropped off our bags at the hotel. We went out to dinner. Half the group from dinner went with us to the show, and the other half went back to the hotel suite to set up for the surprise birthday party. Okay. So I, so I said, okay, after the show, I said, let's go back to the room to change and then go out. We went back to the room, and, of course, there's a surprise there. And I got her because I, I pulled all those little right. pieces of it so that she wouldn't think it was a surprise birthday party anymore. Mm-hmm. She had already seen her friends. Right. So that's how bad it got that we had to like go through like 12-step plans to throw each other <laughs> off the set. But it was just everybody's birthday party became a surprise party for about three years. That sounds exhausting. <laughs> it's very sitcom. You could see a montage of it where it's kind of like the intervention. You guys needed an intervention? Yeah. <laughs> I guess you don't want to be the one that's like, well, everybody else had one. Where's mine? Yeah, it, it feels nice. No one had ever, th- the first one she did felt really nice because no one had done that for me before. I'd say no one's done it for me since, but we really don't have enough friends anymore to <laughs> put together a good surprise party for me. Maybe all our listeners, our 2,000 listeners would come. Yay. It'd be international party. All right. Marshall goes back up to the roof. Everyone's hiding, expecting that he would have succeeded. <laughs> right. To get Ted back up there. He won't come. Robin rubs it in. He said, I told you this was a bad idea. And Marshall's taking responsibility. I think there's only one thing he can do about it. And he's super dramatic. And yes, I <laughs> the, use the word super. I think I might be giving in on that a little bit. <laughs> right. He goes up to the ledge of the building and acts like he's going to jump off. The narrator explains that there's some background to this. We cut back to a few years before when Barney Marshall and Ted are on the roof with beer and a baby pool. And Barney's not too excited about this plan of hanging out up there. It's not pimped out. This is pimped in. And Marshall points out that the real way to live would be like the people across the, 
I guess it's a, you'd say it's across the alleyway in the, the next building over. Yeah. They have a rooftop hot tub. Or they have a, is it a rooftop or is there a deck, I guess? It was a it deck. It looks like a rooftop. Maybe their apartment opens up to the roof and there's a, they had a hot tub there. Oh, yeah, I guess maybe it's just their, yeah, I guess it could be their deck. I don't know. I, I guess you get the set, like, they're not so, so high up, like, maybe a story or two. I wonder if that's where they shot the scene with Mandy Moore in the hot tub. Maybe. So the chasm between the buildings is just six or seven feet. And it's going downward, too, so it's not like a level jump. Like, there's a little bit of a, a decline? Would yeah. that be the right word? Like, decline. Yeah. So it looks like a reasonable, a reasonable jump. And when they jump, they're not having to put... It's not like they're getting a running start. Right. They can just kind of do a, a leap and then get, like, the forward momentum and kind of go. Where it's still, like, it's risky, but it's not insane. No one thinks he can make this jump. And Marshall stands up there trying to psych himself into it, constantly poising to jump. In the meantime, now Barty and Ted are in the baby pool. <laughs> right, and they're really enjoying themselves. They, yeah, they have it's some actually kind of nice. They got some floaties. Yeah, our Barney's for some reason wearing floaties on his arms. <laughs> you, wouldn't, you wouldn't think he'd do that because he'd want an even tan. True. This is non-canonical, and he has gla- uh, goggles. goggles. <laughs> Just a funny visual. So he went a little visual. overboard. Yeah, it's a funny visual, but it doesn't make much sense. I did like Ted's. Marshall, it takes you two tries to get off the sofa. You can't jump that far. <laughs> <laughs> and in the years that followed, he kept almost jumping, but each time without fail. And so they show a montage of him almost jumping. The, the only really good one was when he was in a vampire costume. And he <laughs> opens up the, ca- the cape as if he's going to fly across. Right. That one was good. And we all know Jason Siegel has a thing about Dracula. Are you going to expand on that? No. <laughs> he, he tried to write a rock opera about Dracula. He did write a rock opera about Dracula. He never actually performed it except for in the movie. <laughs> that counts. Yeah, okay. I mean, we see little scenes of it, but <laughs> my point is he didn't perform it on a real stage. He, they added it to the movie uh, Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Right. But we're back to real time now. Marshall says, don't worry, because if I can jump tonight, it's totally going to save the party. Lily's really worried here. She doesn't want him to try and do this, and he makes a negative comparison to her and Evil Knievel's wife. <laughs> Apparently they have had this conversation before because for the last time I am not Linda Knievel. I will never be Linda Knievel. Yeah, that's a good delivery. And Marshall, you don't need to remind me. <laughs> I did enjoy that. <laughs> we had an earlier that tidbit. We had an earlier episode where they were saying things that were worse than Ted getting back to, together with Karen, and one of them was something with Evil Knievel. So this is the second reference to Evil Knievel. And right. when they did the first one, I made comment that, you know, is it canon that Marshall's into Evil Knievel? But I guess this sort of backs it up. Wasn't there something like he tried to ride his bike off the roof or something? Right, I don't know if we that find was that necessarily related to Evil Knievel. If, I can't remember if that gets referenced at that point, but it seems Evil Knievel-esque. So Lily tries another tact. And Wait, before we do that, we get a quick cut to in the apartment of Ted working and the goat running by real quick, and then we get back up to the roof. Right. Lily, Marshall's looking for a reason not to jump, and Lily says that she's pregnant. Marshall's very excited, points out that Lily had been gaining some weight lately. (laughs) Lily immediately turns. (laughs) This is really good. (laughs) I was lying, you jerk. Go ahead and jump. I hope you die. (laughs) 
That was really good, and I wonder if that's a little cute reference to her actually being pregnant and the shooting of this. Yeah, I think it is, because I did read that they, this is one of the ones that got shot really out of order, so, like, she's pregnant, but not, like, visibly like she was in a couple of the other episodes we've seen, and then Kobe Smulders, like, isn't, I mean, if she's pregnant, she, you can't tell at all on her, so this was clearly shot, like, early, early, compared to some right. of the ones we've seen before. We cut to a scene with Barney and Robin. And this is also interspersed with Ted in the apartment. There's so many cutaways and cut twos. Yeah. This is, it's really fast paced. Yeah, I had to pause it a couple of times to take my notes to make sure I was like catching everything. Oh, and by the way, Jen saw Snatch now. I did. Which we've talked about Guy Ritchie movies on past episodes, and now she gets all the, the, <laughs> the stylistic choices right. that they did in a couple of the episodes that look like Guy Ritchie stuff. Yes. All right. So Barney's approaching Robin. He's going to confess his feelings for her. But before he can, what does Robin do? She pulls a Mosby. She tells him that she thinks she's in love with him. So we get a a word-for-word, you know, kind of what Ted pulled with her, the I think I'm in love with you. And then it cuts to Ted finally figuring out what all the noise is in the apartment and seeing the goat in the kitchen. And then he calls Lily. So Lily shushes everybody. <laughs> we get a good, it's here, Lily. It's looking at me. And we get a cut back or, or flashback to where that goat came from and a recap on what the goat's fate was going to be before Lily rescued it. Right, but going back to that line, it's like the same exact way that Robin called Lily when the little kid came out. Oh, nice. <laughs> yeah. Good callback. I thought that was kind of cute. We got to the roof again. Barney is talking to Lily. And he's describing to her what happened between him and Robin. So we go back to the Robin, I love you. Lily wants to know how Barney responded. Barney says, how do you think I responded? You think he's going to have been excited, but he's not. <laughs> we get a very stereotypical, yeah. regular Barney. <laughs> we get a couple great. of these. Yeah. Robin, listen, you're great. I mean, you're really awesome. And we get this speech later by the, the rib joint guys. <laughs> right. Rib town guys. <laughs> But, I mean, we're friends. It's probably a bad idea. And Robin just accepts it immediately. Right. I guess you're right. Have a good party. <laughs> you too, kiddo. And he, like, muscles her hair. <laughs> so, Lily is aghast at this. You could, you could see the look on Robin's face as he's mussing her hair. Just painful having to go through this. Right. So, he's cured. She says she has feelings. He has no more feelings. Lily's very confused by this. But Barney insists, you know, this is great. You know, this is a better result. Right. Now you can be over and move on with life. So we get a quick flashback to the apartment. Ted's arguing with the goat over a washcloth. Yeah, and he keeps taking it, and then all of a sudden, you know, the goat appears. He takes it, puts it away, and all of a sudden looks around. And very sitcom the goat appears with the washcloth in its mouth again. Right. Which physically wouldn't have been possible. Right. So we get a quick also cut to Marshall, who's still, this is it. Here we go. Not actually doing anything. Um, then Barney comes running up to Lily again with... A girl, coincidentally, named Tracy. Oh, yeah. Another Tracy usage. Right. That's three, I think, now? I could only think of one other. The stripper and the mother. Well, yes, that that we've seen so far, too. Yes, eventually. Three. Uh, So we come to find out that Tracy just moved to New York. Barney really wants her to emphasize how she got there. Just got off the bus from Iowa. (laughs) Just your typical Hollywood story. All right, let's not jump there yet, but um, Barney thinks it, says how lucky it is that she wants to be in the Rockettes, and he is a producer for the Rockettes. 
And she says, I feel like I'm one of those classic showbiz stories. And Lily, you are, you really are. <laughs> now, today being things as they are, Lily would have to expose him. Probably, yes. She couldn't let this one go. Although I don't think anything happens, so. No, it doesn't seem like anything ever. I like how Barney says, Tracy, why don't you make one of those rum and beers that your dad loves so much? So we got a lot of background on Tracy real quick. (laughs) Real easy mark for Barney here. Good timing, too. Then Lily spills the tea. Or, in this case, beans. (laughs) Right. She was proud of herself. She had been keeping a secret, but she's going to spill it now. So the whole thing that Barney told to Ted, Robin was in her room and listening in. Right. We get, like, kind of a flashback and then see her kind of peeking out. Sort of panicking, like, ah, crap, what am I going to do about this? And we get a cute scene of <laughs> Lily, Robin, and Marshall all talking about this, where <laughs> Robin tells them, you know, what she heard, and Lily <laughs> tries to act surprised. You're McLaren's here in a flashback. Right. What a tremendous, groundbreaking surprise. Yeah, we get a lot of this in this show, of people knew something, now they, uh, they sort of half-heartedly pretend they didn't. Right. So Robin wants to know how long she's known. It's been eight months. Lily uh, wants to know what she's going to do. But then we get, I I like Marshall's. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) Where Marshall also pretends to act surprised, and then Robin asks how long. He's known in seven months and 29 days. Right. (laughs) So Lily wants to know what Robin's going to do. and Very sweetly, she says, I'm going to marry Barney in a big church wedding. We're going to move to some sleepy New Hampshire town and open up a bed and breakfast. (laughs) They fall for it. Really? Yeah, their faces are so like, really? (laughs) So dumb. It's Barney. So they're worried, you know, they're going to break his heart or whatever. Whatever it is that pumps that black sludge through his veins. And Robin agrees. She doesn't want the first time he, in a long time that he tells a girl he has feelings for it to break apart on him. Right. And not just any girl. I mean, like Yeah, she's really feeling herself. herself. <laughs> this is a few in a row where she's really been high on herself. <laughs> right. A few episodes. Marshall... Mar- okay, first of all, I love Marshall. Here. Eh. <laughs> Not just uh, yeah. he he does a whole like hand moving kind of gesturing to her and then eh. <laughs> <laughs> which I find to be very very funny. Second of all, there's a maneuver she can try and he suggests the Mosby as we've already discussed. Right. Robin seems surprised like or confused by this. Like she wouldn't know what this is. Hasn't this been referenced before? Like Barney's used this as a move before. Yes. Although I think he did it with the Carlos girl. Yeah. And Robin may not have found out about that because... Oh, that was early. Robin wasn't supposed to be in on the whole parties being thrown on her behalf then. Right. Okay. But, yeah, I guess in case the viewer doesn't know, we get a quick explanation of what it is. And then Robin circles back to the, eh? (laughs) Yeah, she's very offended by this. And Marshall... You know, defends himself. You're very pretty, but you're freakishly tall. You don't believe in ghosts. And he, like, puts his arm around Lily all lovingly, who's, like, <laughs> looking at him, like, all like, proud of herself. <laughs> We're back on the roof. Barney's getting clarification here. So she didn't mean she loved me. She meant the opposite. Lily says, yeah, so I guess you're back to normal. And Barney's, you know, wants to know, so Robin's not in love with me? Nope. Why not? <laughs> he all of a sudden becomes a whiny kid. Right. We go back to the apartment. Ted's looking for the goat, Mr. Goat, as he keeps saying. And he goes up to the bathroom, which is locked, and he knocks on it. 
and the goat's inside with a washcloth. And then he, even though it's locked, he still gets in. It's very confusing. Yeah. But yes, the goat's in there with a washcloth. Somehow has closed the door. So Ted takes away the washcloth, and we get a really weird side head from the goat. (laughs) And then the goat charges Ted, and Ted doesn't really try and take any evasive action here. He just sticks his hand out. No! <laughs> yeah, this whole sequence is very confusing. We could really live without make, all the goat yeah. stuff. I'm not sure. Someone someone in their group must have been attacked by a goat because they really wanted to add this to the story. Yeah, I feel like you said that the last time we had a goat episode where, yeah, this never really ends up being that funny or going anywhere. I guess somebody thought, yeah, either it happened to someone or they just thought it would make for a really good story or they... Maybe it was like a half fleshed out idea that just they couldn't make any Into better a than full this. Episode. So the group now getting irritated that Ted's not coming up, we're gonna go down to see him. And when they get there, he's got the goat standing over him. And he says hospital. And I'm not sure what injuries he's sustained at this point, although we do see a hoof print on his right, face at so some point. Maybe a concussion yeah, at the minimum. Could be that. <laughs> the goat has clearly won. So they're at the hospital Ted explains what happened. Lily let a freaking wild animal into the apartment, and he was savaged. Lily thinks it's the sweetest, cutest little goat in the whole world and is very confused about what's going on here. And then we get Ted's mental recap of what went down. (laughs) Which may not have happened because he was sleep-deprived, but yes, it's basically Ted and the goat rolling around the apartment, fighting... To murder train. With murder train playing in the background. The goat at one point tries to choke him. Yeah. I, <laughs> uh, Ted's dropping elbows on the goat's head. They're right. rolling around. It's There's very biting. Scary. And then we get a nurse, and it's the same nurse from when, from the Miracle episode. Mm-hmm. And I like this guy. He's letting Ted go, but he says, remember, buddy, bah means bah, because he suspected Ted of trying to sleep with a goat. Uh, Ted says, if anything, goat. the goat was trying to make it with him. I like the bah means bah. <laughs> So Ted makes a reference to Mr. Goat, and Lily points out that the goat is a girl. Seems unnecessary. Everyone laughs at him, and then they're leaving the the hospital room. Yeah, Barney and Robin kind of linger for a second, and Barney tries to clarify. Thank you. Okay, you're in love with me. Robin looks a little confused for a second. Yeah, yeah, very much. (laughs) Yeah, her line delivery there is great because it's so casual. Oh, yeah, very much. (laughs) Yeah, he lets her know that Lily told him... Robin's a little annoyed, and there's you know some back and forth, and I guess I was still kind of confused of like is Robin still playing play him like this? I wrote this note down too because I knew I know I know what happens because we've seen this right many times before, but yeah, there's some honest back and forth, and in the end, she's like maybe I even love you, and then he says oh this is going pretty fast, don't you think? And at this point, like with her response, like what? I bought it. I bought her I bringing the Mosby back around. I, I wasn't. I was fooled by it this time. But then when they end up kissing, it's like okay, like maybe they're both just really bad at this, and that's what we yeah. Because I kind of thought this was just you know her kind of continuing to play him and to play this you know pulling at this you know trick on him. But then when they end up kissing, it's like oh well, you know I guess maybe she does also have feelings, but she's you know they're both just bad at this. They're bad at relationships and this is just the very, very beginning of that. Or my take is she does have feelings but she was pulling another Mosby on him. Okay. Because he's like, damn, he did it to me again. So I really like this upcoming back and forth. <laughs> it moves very quickly but I'd like us to do it. Okay. Where do you want to start? 
I'll let you be Robin. Um, maybe I even love you. Maybe I even love you. This is going pretty fast, don't you think? What? We have a really good friendship going. Why screw up a good thing? Friends? Friends. My God, you just did it again. You just Mosby me. I did not. You did, you little minx. Okay, you're right. I did just Mosby you. Why are you so afraid of giving this a chance? Because I'm scared of how much I like you. This is a bad idea. You're right. This is a mistake. Yes. No. I love you. Let's be friends. Friends, then. I love you. Let's get married. No, you're smothering me. Okay, forget it. And then they start making out. <laughs> That's why, yeah, this, this was very confusing. <laughs> like, every time she would go higher than him in feelings, he would run away. Right. And then once he was on to her, he'd come back until she said it again, that he'd run, his instincts kicked in again. I thought it was a clever back and forth. Right. And then they leave the room. Yeah, they decide they'll sort it out later. So presumably they're going to go hook up? We don't know. I don't think we see... No, we don't... Yeah, that's just my assumptions. It's okay. Like, well, let's sort it out later. I would think they do. No. Because when we come in next season, they're a couple. They don't say they're a couple, but they're sleeping together. So you think they do go hook up? Yes. Okay. Maybe not from the room there, but eventually that evening. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So we cut to the Ribtown meeting, and... We get, like I said, another version of, yeah, Ted, listen, you're great. <laughs> You've done a real special job here. <laughs> so, shortcut it, it turns out he lost to Sven, <laughs> who did the same exact design as they did for GMB. Except this dinosaur has a cowboy hat on. Oh, does it? I thought, <laughs> what did the other one have? I don't think it had anything. Huh, I, I think like it just it. had the lightning bolt. Okay. Actually, Ted's design looked kind of decent. I mean, for... A restaurant shaped like a cowboy hat? I guess. Ted, they're back at the bar. Oh, no, I'm sorry. They're back at the apartment. Ted wants to know how he's going to come back from this. Lily wonders if does he want to. Which is interesting. Like, I see what she's saying, but it's also like Ted has worked as an architect. Like, he's he was in actually, between jobs. He was fairly successful. Yeah, he was he had very a, much on the rise. Right. It's not like, like he has a degree in this. Like, this isn't some pipe dream. Like, Yeah, it was a confusing speech. Like, he, this is an economic downturn. <laughs> you know, it is true that he cannot sustain financially if he can't bring in business. So it, it would make sense if he took the job and still went out for bids. And try right. to get some business. Right. Or, you know, eventually, like, wait till the economy rebounds and then eventually, you know, get a job as an architect with another firm. Sure. But, yeah, it just seems strange for her to equate his career path with, like, her Their wanting dreams. to be an artist. Right, which or, he's never qualified to do. Marshall planned on being an environmental lawyer, which he will do. Right. And that's Robin still not out of the realm of possibility being a TV him. reporter, which she is. <laughs> right. I'm a TV reporter. I'm, I'm on every, every morning. morning for, yeah. <laughs> Is that still on? Good for you. <laughs> Robin, somebody watch it, please. <laughs> Barney planned on being a violinist. That's that's news. <laughs> right. We get an objection from Barney, and Lily just, don't tell me things. <laughs> and again, why, why anyone trusts Lily with anything at this point is incomprehensible. So, Marshall, I'm sorry, Lily says... The world, the world is telling you what to do and to take the leap. I guess she means into being a professor that inspires Marshall. He goes up to the roof and he does the jump. And then they all do. <laughs> and Lily, metaphorical leap. Metaphorical leap. They all make it look pretty easy. Yeah. And then Ted said that despite all the horrible things that happened this season or this year, <laughs> right. it was the best year of his life because he 
got the best job he ever had being a professor, and as they know, their mother was in that class. It gave me some warm fuzzies at the end. I like how when they cut to him lecturing, he's got the Empire State Building picture up. <laughs> right. I would just say it was nice to have Lily back in like a meaningful way this episode. Agreed. What do you think I ranked this? I think you would have ranked this number 86. No, actually, I have it up at 55. Okay. Yeah, I could tell you were going to go way low <laughs> on that one. Right. My favorite joke, I think I had to go with the, yes, because I explained it to you. Uh. Not because it was the funniest thing there, but because <laughs> I adopted it so heavily and I love it so much. I'm going with the whole, like, Robin and Marshall back and forth of the, eh. <laughs> okay. And the explanation of why Robin is eh. Like, I thought that was really funny. Um, least favorite? Least favorite? Like, I actually didn't, there wasn't anything that I really didn't like in this episode. I, If I had to pick one, it's probably the, like, pointing out that the goat was a girl and Ted got beat up by a girl goat. I didn't like the whole interaction between Ted and the goat. Like, him going and taking the washcloth and them trying to mm-hmm. manufacture some drama there between him and the goat. I thought it was a little forced. Yeah. Makes sense. All right. Well, we have finished season four. Good job, us. Congratulations. We're almost halfway through this podcast. <laughs> we didn't have any write-ins this week. We were on such a roll, too. We were. And we took a little bit of a break, too. Yeah, so I apologize. I've been really sick. Uh, we have two theories. <laughs> <laughs> I either got COVID, and it's turned into long COVID from uh, almost three months ago, because I've had a cough for almost three months. Or... We have mold in the basement where I do where I spend a lot of my time uh, working. So we're trying to figure this out. But yeah, in the meantime, I've just been kind of struggling, and yeah. so some nights it's been tough to settle in and do a recording. So we apologize for the um, more spurious postings. But yes. there's been antibiotics. There's been chest X-rays. There's been <laughs> there's no explanation for this lingering cough. So season five. Let's take a look. What we have coming up here. There's some really great episodes in season five. I think I have season five ranked number three for all the seasons. What was season four ranked? Number two. Okay. Season three was number one. Okay. It started off that four was one, but then when it was because I was missing an episode from three that I didn't rank and total end, so I had to switch it around. But at any rate. So the first episode, we start off pretty strong with definitions, where they're trying to, where Ted's trying to figure out how to be a professor. Oh, yeah. And they're trying to get Barney and Robin to admit they're a couple. Okay, yeah, that and was And then good. a brilliant episode after that, uh, Double Date. <laughs> well, part of it's where Ted goes back on a date with someone he's already been on a date with, like right. 10 years ago. right. And doesn't remember her until they get to a certain point in the date. And then it's the one where Marshall and Lily are, are uh, trying to double date with Ted and Robin. And they get really desperate. It doesn't mention in that. In oh, okay. The yeah, I was going to say, are we sure it's that one? We got Robin 101. Oh, that one's so good. The Sexless Innkeeper. <laughs> we got Bagpipes, where Barney's giving Marshall advice <laughs> on how to deal with Lily. <laughs> oh, the playbook? The Rough Patch. That's where they break up. We get Alan Thicke in that one. 
I hate to pull the whole Alan Thick card, but I am Alan Thick. <laughs> right. Uh, R.I.P. Playbook. Yeah, R.I.P. Slaps Giving 2. The Window, where... Oh, yeah. Yeah, t- the girl that Ted's always wanted to... Just keeping track of to when she's single again. Last cigarette ever. Yeah, that's a good one. Girls versus suits. Jenkins. Jenkins. <laughs> Perfect week. Boo, I don't like that one. No? Rabbit or duck. Rabbit or duck. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. We got Hooked, where they're on the hook. Oh, that's, a great one. that's right. Oh, my gosh. The one with uh, J-Lo. Oh, wow. Course. We had Carrie Underwood and J-Lo back to back. I don't think I ever realized that. We have Say Cheese. <laughs> that's a good one. Twin beds. Homewreckers, <laughs> where Ted's mom marries Clint, and, oh, they buy the, and he buys the yeah. house. Oh my gosh, that one's so good. Twin beds is good. Robots versus wrestlers. That's a great one. Wedding bride. Yes. Doppelgangers. Oh my god. This what would be a great a season. season. How is this not number one? <laughs> That's a good question. It's very close. Like three, four, and five were all within a few points of each other, and then hundreds of points away from any th- other season. <laughs> like the next one was season two, and that was like. 100-something points behind it. It's going to be a good season. Yeah. So come back. Join us for season five. Write to us. Jen, why don't you tell them how to write to us and where to find us? You can write to us at runklerecaps at gmail.com, on Twitter at runklerecaps, on Instagram, underscore howimetyourpodcast, underscore. And I'm very sick, so I'm going to use that as an excuse not to have a clever... Oh, honey. Thanks. (laughs) Thanks for your sympathy. All right. Bye, everybody. Mm -hmm.